0: Hi, welcome to the Sayers Conversations podcast. Continuing on with the Innovators series, today we have joining us, the CEO and co-founder of Prezi, Michael Tutek. Enjoy. This is a Sayers Conversation. It's the Innovators series. Um, we've got Freddie. This is Freddie who's the producer, Freddie from Good One, so thank you for being here, Freddie. And we've got Michael Tutek. Yep. Michael Tutek, who's the founder and CEO of Prezi or Prezi? Preezy. Preezy. That's it. Uh, spell it for me, Michael. P-R-E-E-Z-I-E. Nice. Preezy. Now, Michael, what we'd like to do uh, at the beginning of our podcast, we want to play some sounds. Mm-hmm. The only the reason why we do that is I just want you to be as relaxed as you possibly can because I want to hear all about your business. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, this isn't an interview. It's a chat. Huh? Yeah. So have a listen to the following. beautiful fire pub beach sailing forest so when you're thinking about having a chat um with someone who may be well you've only just met me yep um so whereabouts are we where where would you like us to have a conversation
1: out of those five out
0: of those five by a fire at a pub um on, at a beach going for a walk in the forest or out on a sailing
1: boat oh forest All forest day, every day really why well on the weekends me and my partner often go to either Mount Macedon or the Dandenong Ranges. Mm-hmm. And I moved out as far as I could out of the city with a train station just cuz I love I love nature but I like I'm more of a mountain forest person rather yeah. than a beach. Great. So yeah, just Great. I feel like a home. Okay. I yeah. love it. Well, let, uh, in the Dandies or in the Dandenong is it do you yeah. the, No no, I uh, live up north. Okay. I like it enough to trek out there. So you'll
0: trek out. So when you say up north,
1: where whereabouts are you? Um, I'm past like plenty up in Nor- Doreen. Okay. Yeah. So, you're I, a- so I went to, as far as I could to get the Myrnder line in. Yeah. And that was the late. That was like the furthest like metro station I could get.
0: I love <laughs> it. Okay, so the Myrnder line. So you get on the at the end of the line?
1: Yep, at the yeah. end. I, yeah. I
0: like I like you already, Michael. So, yeah. and then you um, catch a trainer into the CBD, into the grid as we like to call
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, right. Every day? No, twice a day. So me and the team come into the office every Wednesday and Friday. huh. And that works for you? Yeah. Yeah. Hybrid, hybrid is good. Yeah. Okay. When did you start Prezi? So um, initially in current format, 2018. Um, when I say current format being a b2b software that we sell to retailers mm-hmm. before that we kind of did some stuff part-time that was almost more like a b2c business um, and that probably like the inception of that was probably a couple of years before but it got serious in 1819 okay
0: and it got serious because you saw an opportunity um, and it got serious because you raised money it got serious because you've got some partners so yeah, what, what,
1: what? bit a bit of like um bit of all of the above Uh yeah great so what happened was we started off as like a b2c business it was like um almost like an i select for like appliances shopping (laughs) and then after a while i was just like this is just useless like it's not going to get anywhere you need a ton of money it's eyeballs it's a marketing it's not even a tech play it's a marketing play
0: well i selected those sort of platforms they are marketing really aren't they yeah yeah
1: mm. so during that process i met quok my co-founder quok yeah quok yeah he's my co-founder right and um, in that process, we just kind of said, hey, what do we want to be? Do we want to be a marketing business? Um, and the idea was, well, don't really care what we want to be. It's more just the problem we wanted to solve uh-huh. was more about, you know, bringing in-store shopping online. So okay. in that process, we thought, hey, let's just pivot to a B2B. He put in some money because he was – he actually had a little bit of capital from previous exit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we pivoted then and actually started – at that point, we said, you know what, we're going to do this full-time properly – because he's putting in a fair bit. Uh-huh. And then we just kicked off, and that was, I think it was about 18 ish, mid 18. What's your call skill, Michael? Um, so I'm an engineer by trade. Right. So engineering, but not software, actually electrical, like um, power stations and power lines. And <laughs> Great. <like that. laughs> okay.
0: And so, uh, and you worked in the electrical engineering field before becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, post uni, did that for a while. Um, became like an engineer specifically in like power system protection um and then in that process just kind of got into sales you know i was young and i was just like where's the quickest money i could make and it was like "Oh, sales makes more faster yeah good so i was like let's do that then in that process um i always had this idea of like bringing in-store shopping online because i worked at the good guys when i was younger and i always loved psychology i always loved sales and there was this gentleman called jack there yeah good guys pretty good business yeah And this Jack salesperson, he was just excellent. Like he'd be like, "That person's going to buy this. That person's going to buy this. We're going to do this." And every time he just had it. So, uh, (laughs) you know, even then I was like fifteen years old. I was like, "Why don't they get Jack and like bring Jack online?" Yeah. You know, just is very simple. It's actually a pretty simple problem. Um,
0: So tell me more about that. So why why don't they? So this you're going to tell me. you're going to explain to me the uh, the notion of in-store shopping online. Mm. But was it, it was inspired by a physical person. Was It, it was inspired by Jack.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, inspired by my own experiences. Right. So, I, you know, I initially got a job with the good guys as early as I could, 14 years, nine months, like legal working age. And I did that, got into the, like, basically I started sweeping the warehouse floor, you know, first job. and Then got into sales pretty quickly after that. And in that process, it was Jack among others. But it was just, you know, I got fascinated with, you know, hundred people walk into a store and forty buy a product. Mm. And online at the time, yep, okay. the equivalent was like one. And like there's so when you yep. go like or actually less. So like the difference was like a multiple of like forty or fifty. Uh-huh. So does, it was, sorry. Yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So does it only is it, is a prezi only work for online retail? And what do I what am I trying to say here? I go to a site that's got multiple products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, that's its yep. core, that's the core yep. audience. Yeah. Okay, yep. so tell me more about how it actually works.
1: Yeah, so think about, let's assume you're looking for, to buy a TV. Yeah. Yep. So one of our customers is JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, nice customer. Yeah, great customer. Mm-hmm. So you go into their store, you're looking at a wall of 100 TVs. I am, Yeah. It's pretty intimidating. Where do you start? They yep. all look the same, some are bigger, some are the same price, yep. some have a different logo, but one's a thousand and the same one that looks the same for the same price is five so generally speaking you know one has ole there's so much there yeah and it is difficult yeah so what normally happens is you speak to jack or sally or bob Mm. or tanya and they guide you through that process hey what are you looking for i'm looking for a tv for home theater okay how big is your room how far should you sit all these things so that same functionality basically can be morphed into a digital format through a quiz. <laughs> so if you go to JB's Hi-Fi's TV page, you'll see a little quiz, and it goes, what kind of TV, you know, let us help you find the perfect TV. TV finder, yeah. fridge finder, headphone uh-huh. finder, uh-huh. quiz with a bunch of logic recommends product.
0: So you create the quiz. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Now, then, do you create uh, OnSell? On sale. So I've bought, I've purchased a TV, and then online you say, while I've got you, here's an amazing table for the TV, and while I've got you, yep. um, here's um two bottles of Coke and a pack of the chips. Yeah, yeah. Do you do so, that?
1: Um, we are looking into it. We call it bundling. Bundling. Call it, yeah, bundling. Yeah, bundling, or I think they call it ancillaries, extras, things like that. Great. We have looked at it. Yeah. Um, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the 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 quiz. So. There's a lot of psychology involved in that. I mean, how yeah. do you get this thing
1: done? Yeah. So I've always loved psychology. It's part of like my couple, my my my, my core like yeah. view. Yeah. Um so actually early on, we actually brought in um, his name's Chris White. He's a behavioral specialist, and we brought him in as an advisor to just effectively look at how we do this. Right. Um, and then provide advice. Product, even copy, language. So we built Effectively, like a set of best practices, all the way from where you should put a question, where you should plug it on the page, um, how you use the copy. For example, you know when you do a little journey, you'll see a little delay. Yep, it's all fake. It's all artificial. <laughs> you know, <laughs> God I love you. Yeah, because in, in <laughs> thanks, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> Dick, yeah, yeah, yeah. In in psychology, it's called perceived effort. Yeah. So, essentially, if it happens too quick human mind goes oh there's no value there yeah. i just spent 45 seconds telling you something uh, and you just gave me some defaults uh, yeah. but if you delay it so there's lots of things like that that actually is the difference and that's what happens in store you well, know yeah, of can you do this tv for 1200 uh, you go at the back oh, oh you oh. you talk to the warehouse assistant i spoke to the boss and he said yeah i can <laughs> you know it's <laughs> pretty, it's pretty typical uh, yeah yeah great okay so uh, jb's a customer who else um, so we're working with um, Dell Computers out of the States uh, great. we're working with Lorna Jane Adore Beauty um, Target very good so typically we're more that mid-market enterprise yeah and we've as we've grown as a business we've you know, found a sweet spot in that larger enterprise section. So,
0: so give me the pitch. So, let's say I am, uh, I'm at Target. I'm the yep. executive. That I'm, ex- I am the executive that you're pitching to. Yep. Um. And uh, I've let you through the door. Yep. I've probably let you through because I've seen competitors using it. So you, you know, <laughs> you're sort of better than just through the door. Yeah. Having said that, I, yeah, pitch it to
1: me. Yeah. So, the idea is, when you walk into a store, a great experience. You speak to someone and they help guide you. They give you a flawless experience. This is where you need to go for that. Let me help you with that. Online, that's very hard. Online, it's effectively a store with millions of racks with no um, people in it. Yeah, It's just left to your own devices. Yeah, so the online store doesn't yeah. have a guide. Yeah, so it has filters, but all these things are very difficult. So imagine if you could get a person, your best sales assistant, from in-store, online, 24-7, mm-hmm. it just creates an overall much like much more pleasant experience. And with that means more people that use it, more people buy. huh More revenue you make. Okay. And the more lifetime value you create with your people. Okay. So it's it's pretty simple. It's it's a revenue play. Yeah. It's just create amazing experiences like you would in store and you'll you're more likely to thrive online.
0: Okay. So I I'm, I'm a target. I'm 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 getting close to being a
1: buyer, but I
0: do want to know um, what's the incremental sales you can give me?
1: Yeah. So Every category is different in a sense because, for example, furniture has a real low like conversion rate online yep. versus something like yep. Yep. makeup because you have a lot of repeat buyers. Effectively, when you use Prezi or when a shopper uses Prezi, they're anywhere from 50% to you know 400% more likely to buy. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, if you look at it and you go, hey, 10% of my audience can use this, that 10% will make you 50% to 400% more revenue over a 30-day period.
0: Okay. So so I'm starting to genuinely be a buyer here. Why wouldn't I buy?
1: The main reason, I mean, several reasons could be um, you don't have the resources to implement. Okay. So we do take care of a lot of that, but ultimately these big, you know, typically corporates, they still need to approve what goes on the site. So our, our team will actually build it all, Mm-hmm. create it, design it, all of it, mm-hmm. but you still need your team to provide the data yep. and okay. you still need your team to approve it. Okay, so the onboarding process, how long is that going to take? Typically anywhere from two to six weeks. Okay, and
0: um, do you need uh, a a individual at the client end who's technically
1: savvy or can you just sort of... No. No? no. Ese- essentially, as long as we have your data, we, can, we just suck that in and then we do all the build mm-hmm. and then... The way it plugs in is just through a little JavaScript. Okay. So you effectively get your developer to copy and paste it on. Amazing. So you still need a developer because it still sits on your site. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like they have to actually code. Where they can you just copy and paste. Okay, where do you do the build? In our platform. Okay. So we actually have a platform where we suck in the data, just like any kind of software. Yeah. And then in there we build out the questions and answers, the logic, the uh-huh. design, the configuration, and then we build it all up in our platform.
0: So what, one of the things I hear people talk about all the time is their marketing stack. Yeah, is that what you're part of? You're part of a a retailer's marketing stack. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it depends on the size of the business. If you're a small business, you might say, "Hey, my marketing stack or my tech stack may include Prezi." If you're bigger, yeah. your marketing stack is probably you know more like your email marketing platforms, yeah. your retargeting platforms, and we might get put under customer experience. Yeah, yeah. But okay. typically, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: So customer experience, I'm getting it. So um, Prezi. Uh, so let's say I'm on Target and I'm going to the uh, shoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm being prezied. Yeah. Am I? Do I know? Have you got your brand on the site? Are you? Am I aware that I'm being prezied?
1: Yeah. Most. Yes. Most of the time you are. Okay. So you can go on the site and you'll see, you know, a little powered by a prezi. Nice. And it just lets you know that this is being powered by okay. an external, which is us. Okay. So you are building
0: a consum- consumer awareness in in store digital in store shopping.
1: Yeah, I mean, over time, more and more people do, do see it and get familiar. The, typically, you know, it's like if you're a shopper looking for a pair of shoes, these things are not really noticeable. But I think over, over years, you probably go, where have I seen that? And is that you know? your plan? So we just released a new product called Next Buy. That was my next question. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great lead-in. You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. So Next Buy is a post-checkout brand-to-brand referral network. Post, checkout, brand-to-brand referral network. Okay, got yep. it. So you go on door Beauty, you buy buy some products. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you check out, it goes, hey, thank you for your order. Uh-huh. After, at that point, it goes, hey, you know, thanks for buying from door. We've partnered with Lorna Jane, Kitchen Warehouse, Temple and Webstar, Blue Bungalow to give you some exclusive offers. And then you click on door, or so you click on Lorna Jane. Uh-huh. Here's your fifteen percent off Lorna Jane, and then you can actually go to Lorna Jane with a little code.
0: Wow! So, I mean, that sounds like, with respect, a really obvious innovation. But uh, so, no one's done that before.
1: There are similar ones. Yeah, oh. there. Are, I'm definitely not the first. Uh-huh. We probably have just made it a little bit more premium. There. So there is post checkout tools out there. Yeah. I think the difference is. What we're trying to solve is a very unique problem, so we need more scale uh-huh. to make an, to make revenue.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so which tell means, me more, ba- tell me more about that. Tell me more about s- the problem that you're solving. So the problem we're solving is effectively that the cost to acquire a customer digitally is just ballooning. So over the last couple of years, it's like doubled or tripled, depending on who you ask. So all of a sudden, let's just say it used to cost you twenty dollars to acquire a customer, uh-huh. and let's say the customer has a two or three hundred, let's go $200 lifetime value. Mm-hmm. After you have margins, there's still money there for you. Yeah, okay. But all of a sudden, if that goes up to $60, $80... To get the customer. To get the customer, but the lifetime value is the same, then you're going, okay, I don't even have a one to three ratio in lifetime value to cost of acquisition. So it makes it really hard mm-hmm. to like build online businesses. So what we're trying to do is find a way to help brands use their own channels... To market to other non-compete brands, yeah. Because obviously, if I can, if I'm Lorna Jane enough, or you know, Temple or Blue Bungalow, and if I can get a customer from a door, I'm still paying for it through us. But what I'm paying for it is probably one third of yeah. what I'll pay for the same person through Google.
0: And it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's it's part of this trend where retailers are now recognizing that they are also
1: media. Yeah, retail huh? media is getting a lot of attention at the moment. Yeah. This is like one form of that. Yeah. You know, it's it's using your space on your site to, you know, benefit yourself but, you know, your, your shoppers as well. Because it's almost like a bit of loyalty in it. Yeah, it, it's it's smart. So, how's it going? Next buy, new product. Yeah, new. So, launched in February. Um, so far, very good. We've got, I think, just a tad over 60 brands on it. Uh-huh. And the general feedback at the moment is really positive. Okay, so shareholders in, in your business, Prezi. So, tell us who's involved. So we've got a bunch of like high net worths, you know, angel investors from you know early on. Uh-huh. Then our our cornerstone investors would be Touch Ventures, uh-huh. um, ten thirteen out of Queensland, Scalata Ventures in 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 Melbourne, and uh, then um, people like Simon Beard who started Culture Kings. They they they're a big support as well. So they're like the you know, the cornerstones among. Other, a couple of other retailers, uh-huh. even someone like Mark Goddard, who he used to be the CEO of Kmart, the MD of Kmart and Spotlight. So just, you know, a bit of trying our best to just get investors and people through the okay. industry, you know, either in retail or like touches like almost exclusively a retail investor spun out of Afterpay Ventures, spun out of Afterpay. Nice work. So tell me about your valuation now. Our valuation? Yeah. It's a bit hard to pick because the last time we did a raise – was almost going on eighteen months ago. You raised a fair bit, though, didn't you? We raised five and a half okay. million yeah. Aussie. Yeah. At what At what valuation? Uh, I won't say exact.
0: Yeah, but okay. Fair yeah, right.
1: yeah. I'll give you a range. You know, nearing that kind of thirty million mark. Okay,
0: fantastic. And and ambition. You're clearly an ambitious man. So, what's your thinking? Um, I don't. know, Let's say it's it's uh, two thousand and thirty. Yeah. So seven years away. Where are you?
1: So the goal for for, for me, you know personally is to grow it as far and as strong as, as fast as i can within reason without being you know at the mercy of you know an investor or without needing you know capital from a distressed business so i'm happy to grow as fast as possible without being distressed you know yeah so within you know reason grow it as fast as we can and then and then sell it for as much as humanly possible <laughs> that, that is the goal that is the goal Go, you good
0: thing. So tell me about your revenue growth now.
1: So revenue over the last couple of years has been strong. So when we first started actually having our first customers, which would have been like 19, that was pretty good, but that was still low because we, we went through Scalata Ventures, which was like a six-month seed program, and that, that was great. But that was just like figuring out because Kwok and I, we didn't even know like how to spell startup, you know. It, it was really like I was an engineer – with you know my background is you know old school European old tradies no business at all, um, and what came from like businesses that had strong you know EBITDA earnings so he was traditional business yeah yeah so we just had to figure out what we we're doing so when we started growing in 2020 like initially we freaked out because COVID yeah but it was hello yeah so for the first cup for the first quarter it was like oh my god ah. what's happening and then all of a sudden everyone it was happened. like okay yeah like. All your revenue. So we we grew like I think it was four five five hundred percent during that year, um, and then we kind of doubled again over the last year. It's been been tricky. Did you want COVID to go away? I mean, <laughs> it's good for business, but it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's one of those like um, bittersweet. Yeah. Like if everybody just shop more online, I'd be a happy man. Okay, so let's 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 aim for that.
0: Oh, so give us the trend on that. Uh, so the big picture trend around shopping online.
1: Yeah. So I mean, obviously it's growing. Yeah, it's growing. Is it growing at
0: the
1: and it's come off? It it's hard because COVID just threw just spanners. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. So like even we did an analysis on I think almost half of our customers. So this is 60 Australian online retailers and like we have good brands. So yeah. it's a really good reflection of the industry. And we basically found that you just had to like virtually throw out twenty like 2020 numbers, and I think even like 2022 numbers or 2021 yeah. numbers are a bit off. Yeah. So it's still growing. It's just I think COVID just made it really hard to kind of pick yeah. where norms are. What's
0: your marketing uh, look like? Yeah, So, I mean, the reason why I ask that is, um, as you've just informed us, um, because you've got a database of some, you know, some serious retail players and serious brands, you're going to have great insight into what's going on in the online world. Yep. Um. So, uh, that's a marketing opportunity in that you can write up the insight and issue a press release. You know. So that's a way you could do it. I'm just wondering what. How else are you building awareness of yeah. crazy?
1: So obviously we we can collect some data, but obviously a lot of it's still confidential just because of yep. You know contracts. Uh-huh. Um. But essentially we have we have we have we do have a great view on on where it's at. But I think when we're releasing data, we're often releasing data that's. More specific to what we're doing. So, for example, if we release data about how e-commerce is going, like Shopify, you know, even NAB, OzPost can do a much better job, okay? Because we've got we've got a hundred customers, yeah. They've no. got ten thousand, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe a thousand retailers. Um, so, where we normally spend our time is more into the nitty gritty about you know customer experience. What do consumers want? So, recently, we actually went out. I think we asked, you know, is it was like a. Th- it was like a couple hundred or a thousand consumers' questions specific to retail and what they and what they want. And it was all it was all just about what is it you actually want to see? Do you want recommendations? Do you want oh. this? Do you value these experiences? So our view is always more think about it from the consumer because from the B two B, honestly, like go to the NAB online retail index, the Oz, you know, sh- you know, the Oz Post reports, and you will yep. get better data. Okay, so LaunchVic think you are going to be a success, don't they? Yeah, well, we got into the program, so... Yeah, Yeah. so what does the program
0: do? 30 by 30 by 30, which is 30 organisations that they would like to think um, with their assistance can get you to a billion valuation by 2030. Have I got that
1: right? Yeah. Okay, so what are they doing to help? So over four months, two days a month, it's based around finance or finance, people and operations. Okay. So the idea is they bring in a bunch of mentors from there, we come in, the people relevant for those departments, we come in and we get advice, mentorship from others who are a lot more experienced. And? So far, so good, yeah. I mean, we're not, full, we're not the whole way through it, but the people I've met in, in there, are they are, like, excellent and they, they have some real good insights. Like, it's different talking to CFO of a really big company versus, hey, like, I'm the CFO of a company that, you know, was 50 people three years ago and now he's 250 and you're like okay that's like I need to hear from that person yeah, okay so uh how many people have you got at Prezi? we are at 35
0: at okay the moment. very good uh revenue growth 35 people um being mentored um operating in the growing sector mm-hmm. so these things are pretty good what are you worried about
1: for me I think the biggest worry would just be like what velocity can we get sales at uh-huh so I have no, I have no concerns over the long term. Uh-huh. You know, if you said, "Hey, will you win over a three or five year period?" I feel like it's near impossible to lose. Even if the biggest company came out that built a competitive product, I'd be like, "Great," because that just means the a lot more people it. are looking for the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So half of the deals we win is because, oh, hey, I saw this competitor. And I found you and your offer is a little bit more compelling.
0: Okay, I like it. So um, the the rest of the world, surely the rest of the world needs Prezi.
1: Yeah, so we have an office in Denver. So our co-founder Kwok actually went to Denver. So he lives in America now. So um, we've got four people in Denver at the moment, um, typically just running out sales. So the goal is, yeah, we do have a couple of customers there. Like We do work with Dell. Um, we work with Purple Mattresses and we work with Guitar Center, among uh-huh. a few other ones. Uh-huh. So the goal is just leverage those because they're pretty good brands up there like
0: uh, and are uh, are your customers are your customers generous with the t- with your terms because they go gee this is pretty unique or they squeeze the shit out of you.
1: Uh, it's it's like column A column B you know. It's column A column B. I think as we as we get into bigger customers they actually um they're, they're, they're really good. <laughs>
0: they're good procure, they're procuring services, aren't they?
1: No, I mean, like, they're, they're really good to us. Oh, they're good to you? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because I think we we provide such a unique service, and we're really big on service, like, actual people skills. Like, I, I have a, a thing for the team to be really knowledgeable with, like, the psychology and the tech. And all of a sudden, as a big company, you you don't get that that much because okay. it's all about margin.
0: So if I, if I joined you um, Friday at midday, um, so there's 30-plus 30, 30 people there, what am I looking at? What sort of cats am I looking at? As in the team
1: structure? Yeah. Yeah, so heavy in tech product. So there's about 14 in product and technology. Yeah, okay. So the idea there is I feel like as a tech business, you know, hypothetically you could just – sit and maintain but that's just asking for trouble Uh, you need to just keep building your like example next buy um so that would be 14 tech and product there's about 10 give or take sales and marketing and then the rest is split just among you know customer success Uh, um typically chasing money yeah well customer success is more dealing with customers and getting them successful Finance, to be honest, is just Quark, the co-founder. Good one, on One him. person. Yeah, he does a lot, and
0: he does a lot from yeah. Denver. Yeah, that's actually that's not so bad yeah. because he's chasing the money when, uh, when you're asleep.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, to be honest, we're trying to get <laughs> CS to actually help, as you mentioned, because yeah. you've got your CFO like yeah. you know chasing a couple of thousand dollar invoices. It's not right. really the best use of your time, right? Exactly. Hey, this
0: is Freddie. Freddie is the producer. I always um, ask Freddie if he's got a question. Yeah, Freddie's sure. Also, a young entrepreneur. So, um, Freddie, Michael, he's at the ready. Thanks for us and thank you, Michael. I was wondering, uh, as the tech accelerates, uh, is there a future where Prezi is telling retailers uh, what products they should be making um, with the data you're collecting from the quizzes?
1: Yeah. So, the smartest brands already kind of doing it. Yeah. So, in the end of the day you think about it, you're doing it you're answering like almost like a quiz but it's a survey. Mm. So imagine a hundred thousand people in the process of discovery are answering a survey and you're holding all these results. So to answer your question, the, the best brands or the smartest ones, yep. they already are. Cool. Right. That's very interesting, isn't it? So we're um, going
0: for a walk in the forest, which is you know, pretty good. Yep. And um I, I, I it's been a pleasure to meet you, Michael. And um, I just want to ask about the brand.
1: Yep. So, Preezy, Why Preezy? So, a long time ago, I don't know how long ago, it was just like, what are we trying to do? This was with the B2C. And I was like, oh, I don't know, make products easy, products made easy, Preasy. <laughs> that, that, that was the extent.
0: Oh, my Lord. And it then was of, so simple. And then, of course, he got onto the Google machine and said, hang on a second, no one else has got it.
1: Yeah, well, I probably could have done a little more research there, to be honest. Okay. There's a couple other ones. Right. One of them... We were really close. So I wouldn't have found that even if I tried. Right. However, there's that one, that presentation business. Yeah. So long story cut short, you know, it's a name. It's a B2B platform, so it does a trick. If it was a B2C platform, I'd probably consider doing something about okay. it.
0: Uh, but it's working for you. Yeah. Uh, it's really working for you, Michael. It's been great meeting you. Um, you've given us one of our favorite quotes. Uh, my plan is to sell it for as much as humanly possible. So thank you very much, Michael, for your honesty, uh, and um, and all power to you with your tech, your tech platform that you've created. I can see retailers really enjoying it because it's going to help them sell more.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate the time.
0: Good on you, Michael.